The Guardian. So this is our plan for growth. We want the words made in Britain, created in Britain, designed in Britain, invented in Britain to drive our nation forward. A Britain carried aloft by the march of the makers. That is how we will create jobs and support families. We have put fuel into the tank of the British economy and I commend this budget to the hand. A budget for growth and a budget for motorists, says the Chancellor, but cuts are still too far and too fast, says Labour. I'm Tom Clark and in this special combined edition of Politics Weekly and the Business Podcast, we'll look at what the budget means for Britain's faltering recovery and for struggling households. Joining me, I have a plethora of Guardian experts, the Guardian's economics editor, Larry Elliott, and alongside him are star columnists, Martin Kettle and Polly Toynbee. A warm welcome to you all. First of all, then, Larry, let's um, focus in on this question of growth. He said, we've done the repair job. Now it's time for a budget for growth. Was it one? And will we get any growth? Well, I think that is the big hole at the heart of this package, which is that George Osborne announced all these fine-sounding measures to get the economy going again, to boost Britain's education and training, which everybody agrees with, and to find ways of financing new businesses, which everybody agrees with, and rebalancing the economy, which is real applehood and, you know, motherhood and apple pie. But actually, the other thing he did in the budget was downgrade Britain's growth forecast for this year from 2.1% to 1.7%. So this is a budget for growth in a year when we're going to see uh, not very much growth. And I mean, I think even 1.7% may prove to be rather optimistic because because what was left unsaid here was that we've seen big increases in taxes at the start of the year through VAT. We're about to see people's tax credits hit uh, early next month and further tax increases, national insurance increases come into force. They'll hit people's spending power. And we're going to see the first real uh, big hit to public spending, first four-year programme of real public spending cuts. All those things together, I think, will swamp any of the small measures that uh, that George Osborne announced today to, to, to boost growth. And then most of the big structural changes will take an awful long time to take effect. And if you, if you think about it, if you're a small business and you're thinking about investing, the main thing that affects your investment uh, decision is not whether George Osborne has announced a whole raft of little micro measures, but whether you think there's going to be any consumer demand out there for your product. And actually, at the moment, consumer confidence is at rock bottom levels. And it's not hard to see why. Would you say... The growth forecasts, as you say, um, have gone down this year. Given that, should he have, if he wanted to stay the same course as before, should he in fact have given money away instead of kind of balancing everything out in the way he did? Is this actually uh, making the hair shirt even hairier by not giving the give, giving anything away? Well, I think personally, I would have I would have taken some small expansionary measures. I can see why that would have been very difficult for George Osborne, who has nailed his colours firmly to the mast. Had I been Chancellor, I would have, in the current circumstances, have gone for a modestly expansionary package. I would have done something on national insurance contributions to try and boost jobs. I'd have done something a bit more directly on youth unemployment, which I think is going to be a very hot political issue this year, when it, as it looks likely to, it goes above one million. So I would have thought about some sort of job subsidies for young people. I think there were some some measures that could have been taken to boost particular vulnerabilities in the economy. And I think overall, the weakness of the economy um, warrants some modest changes to the government's fiscal stance. I say modest because I don't think they could have done a vast amount without freaking out the markets. But I do think that given where we are, which is a different place from where we were six or nine months ago, some sort of boost to growth 
was warranted and probably would not have led to a big market reaction. After all, Osborne today has announced that because growth's weaker, that his borrowing forecasts for the next four years are all quite substantially higher. So um, in the next three or four years, the borrowing figure has been upgraded by something like £10 billion in each of those years. And that is because the economy is just not growing fast enough to get the deficit down as quickly as they hoped. So yes, I would have, I would have boosted activity a bit through, through, a, through a modestly expansionary budget. Polly, even if he's not firing on all cylinders or maybe any, any cylinders when it comes to growth, um, he did do something quite interesting in terms of who he was trying to help out here, wasn't he? Something about tax allowances going up. The coalition agreement commits this government to real increases in the personal allowance each and every year and sets this country the goal that no one earning less than £10,000 should be caught in the income tax net. This budget today takes another step towards that valuable goal. As Larry says, you've got to hold on to the big picture. The big picture is that 81 billion is being taken out of demand. 81 billion less for people to spend. Uh, 81 billion less for for, uh, good reasons for businesses to invest or to employ people. Um, Well, as for giving back, what did did we get back? Well, personal allowances have gone up for for anybody on not just basic, but also on higher rate, the 40% uh, bracket. How much does it amount to? 90 pence a week. Uh, I don't think that's going to make anybody feel a great deal better. If you look at, for instance, what families are going to lose as from next week in terms of things like childcare tax credits, where they may lose sort of £600 uh, a year, and that will be quite enough for women absolutely on the edge to have to give up their job because they won't be able to afford their childcare anymore. If you look at the child uh, tax credit cuts, you look at the coming... uh, uh, child benefit cuts. There are enormous, and, and a whole array of others with disability, all sorts of other things. These are, you know, that's eighteen billion pounds worth coming directly out of people's pockets through the benefit system, uh, and a lot of those are low-paid people in work. So I think they're going to turn their nose up at ninety p a week when they see what's being taken away. With the other hand, which of course he didn't mention at all. We heard nothing about that, nor anything, of course, about the IFS prediction that 200,000 more children will fall into poverty as a result. So, um, Martin, a bit of a thumbs down there from um, Polly. How do you think the politics work? Do you think um, George's troops um, lined up behind him in the Commons Day will be pleased with this package? Well, it certainly sounded as though they were, but they always do, so that doesn't really mean anything. Uh, I mean, George Osborne and this government, the coalition government, has... Um, it's as Larry said they nailed their colours to the mast last year mm-hmm. last year was the year when the really big strategic decisions were taken uh, what happens this year uh, was always going to be pretty modest um, and uh, it, you know it, although there were obviously some temptations to to, to do things that, that, that played to the audience played, played to, the, to the gallery uh, there wasn't much that he could have done because uh, you know credibility is so is so crucial once you get once a government gets a reputation as a, a, a u-turning government uh, it thinks that it's going to be uh, curtains politically um, sometimes that's true sometimes it's not but I, so I think politically you know he erred on the on the side he erred on the side of uh, orthodoxy and caution uh, and uh, you know apart from the the one the one thing of of on on motorists uh, I, I think he was not really playing to any particular gallery the motorist stuff will go down very well in the tabloids because that's how 
a lot, a lot of the tabloids uh, frame people. So to that extent, he'll have a good 24 hours. But as Polly says, you know, he'll have, you know, it'll be a bad uh, week, bad month because of all the extra costs coming down the pike at the moment. Harold Wilson said that the most difficult speech in the whole political calendar is um, when the opposition leader has to stand up and answer to a budget that they've only had a few minutes to look at. The Chancellor spoke for an hour, but one fact says it all, and he couldn't bring himself to say it. Growth down last year, this year and next year. It's the same old Tories. It's hurting, but it isn't working. What did he say last year about growth? Judge me on the figures. Well, judge him, we will. Every time he comes to this house, growth is downgraded. Last June, 2011 growth, down from 2.6% to 2.3%. In November, down again. And in January, what did the Prime Minister say? His three priorities for the year were growth, growth, growth. And what happened in this budget? Growth down, down, down. Uh, How do you think Ed Miliband did today? Well, I I didn't think he did terribly well in a theatrical sense, and the Tories went to a made a big effort to put him off, and and so he, you know, it it didn't. It wasn't a very comfortable speech. On the other hand, he's got the tune that's most in tune with the public, which is that, uh, which is that all this is happening a bit too fast and a bit too deep and a bit uh, uh, a, a, a bit too thoroughly. So you know, he's actually got a message. Which is which, which resonates. In, he is almost steady. I did wonder whether he might even do that steady Eddie number at some point, and I dare say he will. <laughs> but um, I, you know, I think it didn't so much matter in West. I think in Westminster terms, it wasn't a great success for Ed Miliband. But I think out there, it's a message that people want. I think it's starting to get hear. through that message. I yeah. think that six or nine, six, six, nine, yeah. six or nine months ago, Labour couldn't find a hearing for that message at all. But now, I think. That message is starting to get through, and, and and if the if the hard data starts to make it look as though Labour is right, that will make a more difference than anything any Commons appearance. I mean, if, if people out there in Britain start to feel the pinch, as as they probably will do over the coming months, then that message will start to gradually percolate through into in, into into people's brains. And I think that that that's that, that's really why Labour are doing what they don't really care if if they're outgunned in the Commons. And Ed Balls has had some, you know, some some appearance in the Commons where he's been you know, looks like he's been outgunned by by Osborne. But actually, the, the, what they're trying to do is just get the message out there that the, the government is taking a reckless gamble with Britain's uh, growth prospects, and that actually growth is growth is actually suffering as a result. And if that happens, then Labour will do well out of it. I think. I mean, the the, the latest Mori polls, for instance, are showing that fifty five percent compared with thirty five percent think that. Uh, this government is going too far, too fast. And this is moving quite rapidly, the trajectory. And this is before even, you know, we get the real hit next week and we get the real uh, cascade of people falling out of their jobs. I, I slightly disagree with Martin about whether there was some leeway if George Osborne had wanted to manoeuvre, he could have done. He could have said, uh, when the facts change, um, I change my mind. I think that we could go a little slower. I think that in view of uh, global inflation... 
in view of worse, as a result of that, worse figures than we expected, uh, we should go a little slower. And that might have spiked Labour's guns. I think that his obstinacy uh, will be seen as, as, as intransigence in the face of adverse circumstances. He could easily have said, I still hope to reach the target by the end of the Parliament. But I think this year we ought to, it would be wise to ease off a bit. I don't think markets would have panicked. Markets tend not to panic with Tory governments anyway. Labour is under much firmer constraint when they're in power than the Tories are. After markets that, have nowhere else to go. The shrinkage of the uh, economy at the start of the year. I mean, one thing, Larry, that um, potentially struck me as the most interesting thing that might make a difference to growth, just because it has done in the past, is what they're talking about on planning. It's one of those kind of um, one-liners in a budget speech where you have to wait and see the detail but they seem to be saying something like local authorities could sell off or profit directly rather than landlords profiting from the granting of planning permission now if you did that could you kick off a recovery which well i think that would be quite attractive to, to a number of local authorities who are desperate for money so yeah. i th- imagine there would be quite a lot of local authorities who over the next few weeks will be thinking well what can we auction off over the over the coming years to actually raise some funds for us so i think that might actually might actually be a measure that, that will work i mean i, I do think that he, he rather elided over the problems of, of marrying that deregulation with the whole localism agenda which is supposed to give local people more say over planning considerations obviously they're not going to go obviously i think in, in in that fight between deregulation of planning laws and um giving p- local people more say then localism has lost out to the need to get the economy going and i think the, the, the i think the growth argument has, has trumped the localism there quite, and do you quite, think quite this clearly. is something um the cabinet might itself be split on i mean there's a sort of shire tour element that would worry a lot isn't there about well you've only got to look at the problems that uh their fi- uh, Philip Hammond's having over getting the high-speed railing up through the Chilterns, you know, where pure, you know, pure blue Tory England, but there's a heck of a fight going on to stop that going through areas of outstanding natural beauty. So there is obviously a, a, an element in the in the government which will find uh, some of this planning um, deregulation quite difficult to stomach. But I think that actually George Osborne has won that argument. I think George is is, is you know probably more. Quotes, Thatcherite end quotes than some other members of the cabinet, and I think he's won that argument. Well, we I agree with that. I think he really localism because once once the government first came into power, they 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 allowed local authorities to do away with the planning agreements that had been made, and as a result, lots of uh, developers suddenly found they were not allowed to build uh, where it had already been agreed. So you know we've seen the bad effects of localism already. I think this is one of those issues which. Uh, uh, does illuminate the, any difference that there really is between David Cameron and uh, George Osborne. And, and in a sense, it's a victory for a, the Osborne type of uh, liberal Toryism, uh, which is more urban, uh, 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 over the Cameron one, which is more traditional, more 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 uh, rural. And, uh, you know, George Osborne will not have done himself any harm today politically. I mean, he is now, I think, increasingly seen as, you know, the natural next successor to Cameron when that moment comes. I mean, that's some way down the track but nevertheless I think he politically he's he's very adept with his own party he's never attacked from the right and um whereas Cameron is often attacked from the right uh, and Osborne is very attentive to that side of the party and uh, and and today he did that again um I mean it echoes obviously of of of, of, of Brown and um but I mean Polly could you imagine Osborne going all the way he sort of has a bit of a smirk problem doesn't he as far as the 
wider country's yeah, well, concerned. We've had a recent experience of unattractive chancellors becoming prime ministers, nonetheless, so maybe he will. Uh, he's certainly much, much less popular than than David Cameron. Uh, he, you know, he's regarded as being dark and smirky and um, sort of un- unvoter friendly, yeah, but, but not uh, in the Tory Party. They like no, him. Indeed, the Tories re- always like him for being the being the tough. Chancellor that he is, and he yeah. is absolutely relentless. And uh, the thing is, it all depends on how it plays out in the real world. In the end, this government will be in power for a long time if their economic strategy suddenly comes good and people agree that there has been a huge amount of growth and a great success as a result. If not, uh, they'll be out of office, you know, as soon as there's an election. So I'm increasing the charge to £50,000 for non-DOMs who have been in the country for 12 years. Today we publish our new strategy paper on tackling tax avoidance and we take specific measures to shut down the open abuses that have been allowed to continue for too long. He chose some pretty good heroes and villains today, didn't he, Larry, in terms of uh, who's going to have to pay more, the, the bankers and the non-DOMs and, and who gets the help, which is the people filling up their Mondeo. Yeah, it was quite... It's quite populous in that way, I thought, in that you, I went through it thinking, you know, where is he getting the money from? Uh, you, you couldn't actually count that many people who are being hit. The people who are, who are going to be paying more are the bankers through the banker levy. Everybody hates bankers. And they get a bit more from non-DOMs. No, no one's really got very much time for non-DOMs. He's going to get money from the North Sea oil companies who are sitting on massive profits as a result of the rising oil price. So, And he's going to get money off people. I mean, allegedly, he's going to get money off people who are avoiding paying their tax, although I believe that when I see it. So essentially, he's gone for people who nobody really likes. He hasn't actually targeted any ordinary people to raise the money, but he has given the money away to through things like, you know, uh, cutting petrol costs and so on. So he's, he's, in that way, it was quite a sort of, quite quite a populist way of doing it. Quite, quite In fact, quite a labour way of doing it. And you attack all the sort of, you know, big business, faceless types, rich people, and then you give it away to struggling members of the public. So in, in that sense, it was, it was, it was quite, it was quite, I thought it was quite a cleverly, it was quite a cleverly conceived budget. And actually, if you looked at the sort of sections on growth and looked at them, on their own, without the broader, wider growth background for the economy, actually, you know, a lot of it made some made a great deal of sense. Um, let's just focus in finally on the position of the Lib Dems. This is a coalition government, so it shouldn't just be George Osborne's um, budget. Um, he gave, with the one hand, on the Lib Dems' big uh, commitment about taking the poorest out of tax, didn't he, Martin? But he seemed to do something around the edges that rather took with the other. Well, I think that is the problem on that point, because I think uh, you know, the Lib Dems have been briefing quite hard that you know this, this is a budget which you know embodies some genuine substantive achievements for them, and they're, they're, ple- they're putting it out how pleased they are uh, about the, uh, the, 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 the big s- step on, uh, on tax allowances. But uh, the, uh, the, the change in, in uh, the, the changes in the calculation of um, benefits and are going to undermine some of that and of course all the other things that Polly mentioned earlier are also going to undermine it too so I mean there is a bit of taking with giving with one hand and taking with the other I think the other thing though that the Lib Dems will uh, try and promote as something that they've done well on in this budget is the Green Investment Bank which uh, I think is a a modest success it is a step forward Uh, it sounds like I haven't read the detail uh, a rather more substantial uh, settlement uh, on that than at one time seemed to be uh, going to be the case and uh, so you know 
that's something where they can turn around to the activists and say, well, we've made a difference. Um, I think Chris Hewn has actually fought quite long and hard with the Treasury. He, he, couldn't, get, he couldn't get the borrowing powers until 2015-16, but he's actually got more money put into it than I think people... Yeah, people he's think. got more money, but he has got the powers at the Carry end of the day. So, yeah. you know, the, yeah. the, the commitment's been made that it will be a real bank, and that is obviously, you know, I, I think going the problem, forward, yeah, that's I, very I, important. I think the imp- interesting thing about... Uh, the, about the personal allowance is the way where George Osborne slightly uh, snuck through the, the idea that it's going to be raised in line with, with, with CPI measure inflation rather than the RPI, which over year, not over the next two years, but over time will actually affect the, the way in which the personal allowance goes up. So in the long, the Liberal Democrats have certainly gained in the short term. In the long term, Osborne has done the same for personal allowances as he's done for benefits, which is actually restrict the value of them by linking them to the consumer. And that's pro- enormous. That's ten percent in a decade. And that, and that, at least. And that, that is a very big change, and, and we shouldn't lose sight of the fact that over, over in, a, in a decade's time, the personal allowance will be worth lot less than it would be if it was uprated in line with, with the RPI. But if you're in the position that the Liberal Democrats are in in British politics right now, you take, you'd what, take the short term. Yeah, exactly. No, of course. Obviously. No, 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 no. Yeah, in the short term, in much. the short term, they would t- they would definitely take. But I think people get find out. You see, the headline: we've taken all these low-paid people out of tax. That sounds great, but very quickly it's going to get through to people that actually most of them were paying very little tax anyway, and it amounts to 90p a week. Well, I think the other thing is that they'll, they'll, they're, they're all banking, aren't they? That next year it's going to be a bit better, and the year after that it's going to be a bit, bit, bit better. And you know, basically they've written this year off politically, and it, all, all such goodies as they think they're going to get, such dividends as they think they're going to get, are somewhere down the track. Well, we wait with bated breath for other days and other years to see if the Lib Dems get their dividends in the end. Um, but for now, that's all we've got time for on a busy budget day. Um, there's much more from our budget experts at guardian.co.uk forward slash politics and I might even prompt you to buy the Guardian newspaper tomorrow where you'll get a special budget supplement um, thanks to my guests Polly Toynbee Martin Kettle and Larry Elliott the producer was Phil Maynard I'm Tom Clark, and thanks very much for listening For more great downloads go to guardian.co.uk forward slash audio